0: a podcast that's flyer you are now tuned in to direct misfire benson you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in let's roll the dice let me show you what we doing a fantasy war game play it smart and you win what you know about the crystal pin and the retribution hero hero giants and knights galore it's an adventure this is kings of war let's go
1: Hello champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I am your host Benson and joining me today as always is Hugh. Howdy. As well as special guest and number one fan Andrew. Hi friends. As we keep in touch to let you know we're not dead and to chat about events. Mm -hmm. So pull up a seat, grab a drink and let's get into it. So fellas, it's been a bit of a dry spell since recordings. What's been happening this past, what, half dozen weeks? Have you been on too much hobby, Hugh?
0: Not a lot of Kings of War related hobby, no. Um, or any hobby that much for that matter. I've done some Rumble Slam guys and been working on some Blood Bowl things. Yep. But uh, no, I have not played any Kings of War except for some fun, massive game action with yourself and Andrew a little while back.
1: Yes, uh, that was towards the end of last year,
2: was it? Yeah, that's right. I can't
0: remember. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a while. What well, was this year? I think wasn't it? Yeah. It
1: no,
2: was... it was. It was instead of going to CanCon, we went to BenCon. Mm. Jeez, I am losing track.
0: <laughs> so that's still the last time I've played, unfortunately. I mean, all all four of us have been tied mm. down a little bit with um, Selleck's wedding, although no more so than Selleck, of
1: course, who's been doing a lot of the organising and stuff. That's why he is absent for this cast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Indeed, he's still on uh, mini honeymoon of sorts, uh, and uh, yep. Ha- in fact, uh, his tie-ups with that i suppose that his busyness has been a major contributing factor towards the fact that we haven't managed to get much out lately but um he'll be he'll be back mm. very soon with um ready to do our, our next uh, army episode i think
2: yes
1: yep that's correct what about you andrew what are we doing
2: yeah well i had a bit of a dry spell of hobby through corona because with no tournaments it's hard to get uh, motivated but mm-hmm. when there was a tournament recently which I think we'll go through but I had a, a new list for that and so I've been painting up a couple of balefire catapults and a mm-hmm. gorblight and a vampire on pegasus so I really uh, made up for lost time there actually getting stuff done for sure I'm, I'm not a quick painter normally so
1: but knocking out
0: four units or be them all small units but four units in a uh, pretty short period of time just been knocking those over in the last few weeks I understand that's pretty awesome man yeah yeah I was Mm. was
2: happy with it yeah
0: fantastic effort and so you're right that is part of what we wanted to talk about was the event that you just attended but there's been a few events that have been starting up again in Melbourne thankfully Uh, we're very lucky that we have that opportunity to do that where most of the world uh, still aren't able to run events due to local restrictions and what have you for COVID stuff Mm. so uh, our man Mike of course has started running a few events again and unfortunately we can't run events uh, where we used to at house of war uh, where i say we where mike used to but where we would attend <laughs> yeah. yeah but um but that shop uh, isn't running events for the foreseeable future while they shut down for renovations they haven't shut down completely due to covid um, but they have shut down most of their shop due to getting it all renovated uh, and you, you might think that's very temporary but it seems like that might be quite long term so We've been looking elsewhere mm. to uh, run tournaments. Everyone in the, uh, you know, in not just uh, Kings of War, but other war games and stuff as well. We've been looking elsewhere. So uh, Mike's been running a few other events out of, what's the shop that you went to, mate?
2: Games Portal. In Games Ringwood or... Yeah, it's very probably cool. five minutes down the road mm-hmm. It's a smaller space And because of social distancing I think they're limited to something like 16 or 20 players In, in the store at any one time mm-hmm. um, And yep. you, obviously for the tournament We all had our masks on the whole time And uh, yeah, numbers were slightly reduced mm. It's it's not as big a space as, as House of War But it was, it was very nice Uh, It was a really, really great venue and I understand that's the second tournament that Mike's actually run there and they run the tabletop to software for him and gathered the results oh, okay. so that's it cool. probably takes a takes a load off him <laughs> as well so, so he so.
1: doesn't have to do much at all other than just kind of setting it up
2: yeah yeah um normally he's got uh, a couple of new players jumping mm-hmm. in at each tournament so he'll, he'll often be helping out with rules and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so yeah
0: book it in get some prize support all that kind of jazz that's that's pretty awesome there's a games portal yeah i think the capacity was about 20 According to Mike, a little while back, I understood that to be more a space thing than a COVID thing. Is that right? Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be forty tournaments, forty forty people in six months time, or something. Is it like that's gonna be it?
2: Yeah, that's right. Mm. We had 16, so there was eight tables. There was a small Magic the Gathering something or other that was also going on for a couple of hours there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bum to bum, so it wasn't too cramped, but you'd struggle to fit more than two or three more tables in, I think, unless they really yeah. shuffled things around.
0: Yeah, and that's why we didn't. We weren't able to make the last one because it actually filled up around yeah, CanCon quite time. Quickly. <laughs> but mm. then this this particular one, we, um, we'd just been to the wedding and... Didn't think we could make it along. Sounds like we probably could have just fitted in if there was 16, maybe. Maybe Benson and I could have made it 18 or whatever, but Mm. uh, yeah, definitely next time, definitely next time. And uh, it sounds like a good place to try for maybe smaller tournaments. My only disappointment with that, and it's nothing to do with Games Portal, that's totally fine but uh, more to do with the fact that the scene was really growing quite a bit before COVID and we were getting well over 20 to most of those events that yeah. Mike was running. Yep. Uh, I say well over, like, you know, 25, 30 on a good day kind of thing and a lot of new players coming in. So, and there was a certain amount of momentum gathering and I can't help but feel we'd be having 40 or 50 person tournaments right now if it weren't for COVID. But I mean, that's hardly mm. the worst thing that's happened as a result of the pandemic. Let's not uh, get too upset with with ourselves <laughs> about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not going to happen anytime soon, as long as we're dealing with smaller venues. But maybe we can look down the track if it, if it keeps gaining momentum and Games Portal is getting booked out on a regular basis, like it's always filling up. If that happens, which would be great, that'd be awesome. Then maybe we could look to run some events at like, you know, pub kind of venues or at a Bowls Club or whatever, whatever else, you know, larger sites and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Well, before we get into your recount of that event, um, we'll just go back to what we mentioned before, that 5,000 point game in lieu of uh, our CanCon attendance. What did you think of that? What was that 5,000 point? So it was you and Andrew versus me and you both had, I can't remember how many points you had each.
0: Yeah, it was 2,500 each, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, we split it yeah. h- straight down the middle, so I took my 2,500 points of undead.
0: Mm-hmm. And I had 2,500 points of ratkin, so it was 5,000 versus your ogres and goblins.
2: Yeah,
1: I had about 3,300 points of goblins and just made the rest up with ogres just because mm-hmm. I didn't have 5,000 points of goblins available.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. So it was, was 5,000 points of, you know, it, it felt more or less like four armies on the table. Yeah, and, uh, yeah there was a few heroes in there and we played with the uh the narrative campaign rules The helpies rift had a lot of helpies rift uh items in there and stuff we sort of all i say i was about to say all four of us all, all four armies all three <laughs> of us uh took some like slightly substandard stuff to the battle and and you know geared up our characters yeah.
1: with the helpies rift items and stuff like that which made it Bit more interesting, and we had uh, the fancy terrain, yep. And we were on the channeling table as well. Mm. And we extended the board because it's 5,000 points, so we went eight by four for that one. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was large enough. I it think. seemed
0: like about the right size, it was still pretty crammed. Like, 5,000 points mm. is a lot of figures in Kings of War, that is a lot. Like, I remember 5,000, I never played 5,000 per se, but I some larger games in like seventh or eighth edition fantasy and sixth edition I think was probably some of the largest games I've played around the three or four thousand mark Hmm. it's just nothing like as big it's like a quarter (laughs) of the size because everybody has like two 700 point characters and things like that Like in each of your little armies and stuff so and you got all these like 18 man units or whatever that that are just that cost like a million points but no, Kings of War, like man, that really fills out a table, five thousand aside.
1: And what did you think of the actual gameplay, Andrew? Like how did you find putting down so many figures and trying to work with you to try and best me?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was it was I tell you what, it did take a long time and I guess that's part of it being such a big game, but mm. it was really interesting to have someone who you're like you're on the same team, but also uh, you're not you're not sharing the same brain. So perhaps the strategy, mm. yeah, you don't uh, discuss every little detail of how you're moving. And Kings of War mm. is such a game about of the details in the movement phase that I don't think we ever blocked each other too badly, mm. and I guess that was because. You know, I split my stuff on one side of the board and you were predominantly on the other side. Yeah, but
1: you didn't cross-pollinate too much. It did mm.
2: it, it did add a great element to it.
1: Yeah,
0: it's something a bit fresher. I think large games are, always sound better than they actually play out in the reality. And the few large games I've played in any kind of tabletop game, um, most of them have been in the kind of 40K setting where there was this big phase with a lot of players a while back where... You played sort of giant epic games of 40k, yeah. but it's just not that fun usually. Especially it, the larger it is, the less fun it is. Like you think it's going to be so sweet when you line up your you know fifteen thousand points aside, kind of crazy Armageddon game or something, but then when you're three hours in and you've only played one turn. <laughs> and you've been waiting for your opponent to do anything for ages, and you've just been sitting there chatting with your mate across the table and just waiting for your for your homies to roll dice for for hours on end. You are kind of like this is actually pretty bad. <laughs> like it's not really that entertaining. Uh, and it's not very strategic because it's just too big. Ours was not quite that enormous, which was good, but it did feel a little bit like we were like similar to a smaller game, but just took way longer which I think is fine. It was a great experience to have, and I think it was interesting. I'd encourage people to give it a whirl, but it's not something I'd want to do on the regular, and I think 5,000 is really the upper limit of, of what I could reasonably recommend. I would never recommend you play 10,000 or something. You just, it just take
1: too long. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. Also, I think it also didn't help that it was two against one, so when I was rolling dice against your units, you Andrew was just sitting off to the side waiting his turn, and then vice versa. So you'd be sitting mm-hmm. around a lot more than... Would if there was two on two? I think,
0: um, sort of. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. But I mean, it's not like me and Andrew were rolling at the same time very regularly or anything like that. And Kings of War does lend itself to that kind of play in a way because you don't have to roll armor saves or anything like that. And hmm. yeah, like we had enough decisions to make in each phase of the game that it felt like we were we both could work towards things. But it's not really – it depends on the person, I guess. It could be an advantage or a disadvantage being like two people. Like Andrew said, you don't share a brain mm. and some of those little nuanced movements and stuff, you're going to step on each other's toes potentially. But on the other hand, you can sort of – you you might not miss something as easily as well because you, you point it out to one another, like don't expose your flank to that or whatever. And mm. Mm. I mean, not that me and Andrew ever
1: make mistakes, obviously. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, but for the listeners out there that do, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish but
1: otherwise it was a good experience um I wouldn't mind doing another large game maybe just kick it back Mm. a bit.
0: I could definitely enjoy three thousand like I can do about three thousand with my rats pretty comfortably so just three thousand straight up normal armies just instead of two I think could be really fun. Mm.
2: One thing that it did help with was when there was a a big swingy moment, it didn't completely throw the game. Mm. I remember Grokagamok got mm. yeah, buffed with an extra five attacks, and he's the one that does D3 wounds with every uh, hit yeah, or so, something like that. Yep. So I think he charged the front of a Rev Cav horde, and in one round just took them from zero to off the table, which in yeah. a 2,000-point <laughs> game, that would be the end of the game potentially. Whereas... Yeah. You know, in this game, it evened out a bit. (laughs) Mm, Yeah,
0: that's it. He did swing a flank a little bit by himself there for a while, but yeah, that did go to show, like you know how I I remember commenting on an earlier show how um, Helpy's Rift does things very gently, and like you'd almost like to see some more extreme things when when it comes Mm, to like narrative only items and narrative only things like that. I mean, I still more or less stand by that comment, but that guy getting an extra five attacks or whatever, its it goes to show that those little things, like they can make a really big difference in Kings of War because it's balanced on such a knife edge already that you know, yeah. relatively small differences. Because most of the time you roll on the channel table and it does like virtually nothing. But I remember those extra attacks on specifically that guy was mental. And then you also, the extra movement once or twice sort of, Mm-hmm. Caught us out as well Like uh, you're able to get a charge that you wouldn't otherwise get Or whatever And those can be really swingy And in fact You're right Andrew Like playing that at 5,000 Made it feel less bent As it would have <laughs> If we were playing yeah. 2,000 And you're like Alright I get plus one extra movement And now I can charge your flank oh, and by the way, this guy has five extra attacks and he does D D3 damage per hit, and goodbye your entire Revenant horde in one round. Like,
2: yeah, see, yeah, see you later. <laughs> I came home from that game thinking, oh yeah, that'd be alright to, to put into normal play. We should have tournaments with Helpy's Rift. And then thinking about it a bit more, I've probably changed my tune and decided that mm, maybe a bit over the top in specific instances like that.
1: I still like uh, mm. the Helpy's Rift as a tournament, just to mix it up. I mean, it's obviously not competitive because of those... Things,
0: but yeah, me too. And there's relatively few exploits, I think. Like, There's not that yeah. much like Grok Agamok going nuts. <laughs> no. There's not that Very many things like that. Yeah, the, the, the more the exception than the rule. I think for the most part, mm. it plays out more or less the same as a normal game, but with just a little bit of extra flavor. Because mm. even the, the magic the magic uh, terrain was pretty interesting as well. It didn't do that much, but it did give you something extra to think about, which was cool.
1: Yeah. All right, then uh, before we go on to your retelling... What have I been doing? with My hobby. Ah, oh, thanks for asking, fellas. For <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: I didn't know. I didn't know if we had enough time. You know.
1: <laughs> uh, so I've painted your Skaven blood wall team. So that's what I did most of January, I think, because um, we're in a league at the moment. I was hoping to get them done by that. Uh, missed out by a couple of weeks, but they're looking beautiful too. Thank you very much. And I'm also now painting a Boromite Broodmother. So that's from the sci-fi skirmish game, sort of like 40k, but better uh beyond the gates of Antares because swordmaster he's got a painting challenge up monster march which he does every year in march and this is basically paint a monster in march so i've joined that just to to get that thing finished because it's been sitting unpainted for i don't know five years so i <laughs> thought it's a good excuse um, i'll just post a link up to his blog so you can check out all the other Uh, entrance and their current progress and Armada the game that Mantic gave us to review that's finally ready to be painted so I've cleaned and assembled it and it needed a lot of cleaning there was a lot of flash a lot of kind of slip moulds and a lot of hot water to straighten masts and whatnot. that's a bit of a shame but it's finally done it's ready and we can have a game of that soon awesome and lastly uh, I've just joined Spoons he's got his own little painting challengey low-key thing to paint wrath of kings which is also another skirmish game that i've had sitting there without paint on for a good number of years as well so i've got a few things on the go yeah you're juggling a lot but enough about me andrew how did that tournament
2: go yeah it was uh, It was great to be back at a tournament rolling some real dice instead of the universal battle dice Mm -hmm. did
1: they still suck or not
2: no, we'll see. I'm the luckiest man in Kings of War. Ah, uh, so yeah. dice are my friend normally. Mm-hmm. I guess the list that I took was a bit different to my usual, and I took it intentionally different. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I only have an undead army, so I, I always play undead, the double whites, Soul Reaver infantry, RevCav troops, Morgoth, sort of very cookie cutter standard list was starting to feel a bit stale. So I set about. Mm creating a list that was still usable but totally different to what I'd been playing and specifically did not have Morgoth, Whites, Revcav, Soul Reaver Infantry and Wraith troops. Those were my... So you've,
1: you've taken the training wheels off. I've
2: taken the training wheels off, put the but crutches you, away. You could have
0: You could have not used just a couple of those things, but you chose to not use any of those things that you usually rely <laughs> on. Like,
2: that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I, I've almost never taken any shooting in an army, so I mm-hmm. added that in, so I took a... Couple of balefire catapults and had a Lich King with Lightning Bolt 5 and the Conjurer's staff, and then mm-hmm. Vampire on Pegasus with Lightning 3. So, had a, had a nice little bit of shooting. Mm-hmm. Had a, a zombie horde, a skeleton warrior's horde, some skeleton spearmen. I took a regiment of wraiths, and a few people remarked that they'd never seen a, a wraith like regiment <laughs> in 3rd in edition. They always come in troops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then. Took some Soul Reaver cav, but I also tried to build a little battle group, I suppose you'd call it, with the Necromancer with the Vicious Aura for zombies, a mm. couple of zombie troll hordes, a gore blight and then just a horde of zombies, mm-hmm. and they ended up being surprisingly good. I think I was a bit hesitant.
0: I, th- I think it's good. It's like it's a similar vibe to like two white hordes with Morgoth, like similar in terms of its impact and stuff. It's definitely not as good, but it's way cheaper. So you know, like mm. it, it's gonna it's gonna play out in the game in a similar manner, but it's different, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I'll be honest that if. I was taking a super competitive list. I would take the two Whites and Morgoth over this little (laughs) battle group. Of course. But it did pretty well. And I think it's the sort of thing where if I played it better, I would have got better results. I found that in a few instances, my Necromancer was out of position of the vicious aura for... Not key charges, but, you know, you always want to have that aura if you've paid for it and you're planning on it. Mm. So... there was a number of instances where, if my zombie trolls were whites, I knew I thought I would have a pretty good chance of killing whatever they just charged. But because I was playing this slightly different approach, it was a bit more dicey. And in a couple of instances, that did end up not killing what I was supposed to kill. <laughs> that,
0: that 4 plus to mm. hit can definitely do that to you. It's nowhere near as reliable. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, the the games themselves were, were really enjoyable.
1: So, what was the point
2: limit? Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was 2,100 points.
1: 2,100. Okay.
2: Yeah. I think Mike likes to change it up each tournament to um make it a bit different. Yeah.
1: I think that's yeah, good. that's cool. I want to know how the
0: uh, stone thrower things went as well. The Balefire Catapults. The Balefire Catapults. Yeah. Because... It's funny you say, I took a Wraith Regiment and two Balefire Catapults to the uh, that one tournament where I ever played Undead. I did, in fact, take those units mainly because I had them lying around and easy to rebase. Mm. And I, I found all three of them to be quite good. Did you find that they did all right for you? Or?
2: Yeah, so War Machines are notoriously swingy, right? Mm. They'll either hit four times and do a million damage or never hit and do nothing. However, for me, I found that I hit with exactly one of my four shots every time and it often did, you know, three wounds. So they were actually very consistent and I was pretty happy with with how they went.
0: I think they are pretty consistent. They still have that potential to like, if you get all four hits on five plus or something, you're like, whoa, somebody's going to get yeah. cooked yeah. here. But most of the time, yeah, you get one, sometimes two hits and, uh, you know, that's enough. One, one would be super swingy, as you say. But, uh, but, uh, two is, yeah, it's pretty, pretty consistent,
2: yeah, my lightning bolts, though, oh were they out of control or what? From the first game, I think I had, well, I had a total of eight lightning bolt and I did eight wounds the first turn and seven the second turn with it. <laughs> wow. so, so
1: who were you playing and who, what, what was the army that you were playing against? Because that might make a difference <laughs> as to how impressive that is.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I was playing a newer player, John Paul. Okay. I believe last Mike's tourney was his first sort of tournament games of Kings of War. And uh, good to see him back. Yep. He was playing Abyss, that's right. He was playing Forces of the Abyss. Okay. And had a couple of Abyssal Guard, I believe. They're the sort of Defence 5 tanky unit, aren't they? Regen things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A few, what are the shooting ones? Flamebearers. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> he had some units of demon things and whatever, and it didn't matter because he <laughs> rumbled forward. You were hit with all your lightnings every single round, and then you just rolled him off with the trolls. Is that right?
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what the, happened, I'm just assuming. <laughs> he, he had a Archfiend of the Abyss, which he, he used really well, actually. It was super annoying to to deal with, and I, I don't think I ever really... I dealt with it maybe fifth or sixth turn after it. It was one of the last things that I, I managed to get, and he played that really well. And then he had a Moloch Horde, which were the unfortunate recipients of yeah all of that well above average shooting mm-hmm. that ended up getting essentially diced off, and so I had a win against against him. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, I hope he had a good game because it was still a, a fun game, and there were certainly parts that I needed to think quite hard about what I was doing and mm-hmm. deal with what he was doing. So that's that's the sign of a good game.
1: So a decent win from for your first one, thanks to Super Lightning.
2: Did you <laughs> catapults do much that game? They they were consistent the whole tournament. They just okay plinked you know plinked three or four wounds on a unit. Per turn got rid of the flame bearers early on, that was their job because mm. they he only took them in troops and they're pretty fragile, okay, right at that, yeah. at that level. So that doesn't take much.
1: So, what about your second game? What happened there?
2: I got matched up against Nicholas in, in Gamels, he was playing Varanga, which okay. I've I think I've played maybe once before, and this was the second time, it, or maybe the first time yep. I've ever played it.
0: Yeah, they're pretty rare on the Melbourne scene. I don't think I've ever played them in Melbourne, I've played them at Cancon a couple of times, and that's it yeah
2: Mm. yeah he had a had a pretty nice list with a couple of cavern dwellers a couple of magus conclaves a few individual characters and the two mandatory what are they
1: the Mm -hmm. sons of korgan
2: that's it yeah yep and they are so hard to deal with (laughs) yep (laughs) and um so that was a, a nice close game it Came down at one stage to my zombie trolls charged uh, one of his units in the front with my skeleton horde in the rear. And I thought that it would probably, probably get them, but it wasn't a, a sure thing. Mm. And this is one of those instances where my zombie trolls were actually out of the aura, which was a bit of a misplay. But if they were whites, I would have been fine.
0: Well, it depends how many ones you roll a wound, right? Because if you don't roll That's any ones true. to wound, then it was perfect play. But if, if... Uh, yeah yeah that's
2: <laughs> uh i think i rolled more than zero ones to wound so it was a we'll put it down as a mistake and yeah so it ended up his unit ended up holding which allowed my zombie trolls to get blanked by a couple of things and um yeah they they went off and i was in a bit of a tough spot there and uh when all the when all the dust settled i had a 18 3 loss there. Okay. Yeah. He's got punched a bit too hard. Yeah, yeah. He he punched better. That's what Varen could do. Yes, yes. Oh, he had that. What's their, what's their special character? Magnilda, the fallen. Yeah. Oh, could I not deal with her or what? She <laughs> first turn pops the wings and charges into the Soul Reaver cavalry and then right, just That's did like. That's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really have enough to counter it. I, I, I wasn't able to get her then, and then from then she just did like six or seven wounds every single yeah every single on round.
1: Elite with seven attacks, uh, fearless fifteen defense five. So I would have thought she would have died in like turn two.
2: Nah, nah, not at all. Nah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I vastly underestimated how annoying she would be and how good she would be. And mm. yeah, I, to be honest, that's probably another another mistake that i made was Mm -hmm. was not dealing with i didn't know i don't know looking back on it what i should have done but i should have done something what i did was not right (laughs) (laughs) just whatever you what whatever you were doing at the moment just not that yeah yeah (laughs) play better
1: i presume she's
0: an individual is she yes yeah yeah genuinely killy individuals can be quite hard to deal with can't they because they're so there's such a small footprint and your opponent can just get them wherever they need to be and if you're not Undead, you need to like actually be able to see them at the start of your turn to charge them and things like that. So that makes it really hard to to get them if your opponent puts them in the right spot over and over again. If they just keep wailing away at you, even though even the best fighting individuals tend to only average like three or four wins a turn, if they can, you know, just consistently lay that on your more important units, then adds up pretty fast. Hmm.
2: Yeah. How about your last game? What happened there? Yeah, played against Charlie Davey. This was probably my my favorite game of the day because it ended up being so close. Mm-hmm. It it sort of came down to a couple of nerve rolls right at the end as to if it would be a draw or a even a even my win. We were playing invade so I had 10 unit strength over the other side of over his side of the board mm-hmm. and he had yep. five on mine. But all of my, you know, it was like a, a skeleton warrior horde a very badly damaged. Uh, zombies, some badly damaged wraiths, and right. I just need—I needed to have two of those three units survive, but only one managed it, so it ended up being a 5-4 to him and a 15-6. And what was he playing? Oh wow,
0: so he uh, slung just is... enough sharp stuff at you to get rid of two out of three of those units <laughs> in the last turn, that's crazy. Yeah. So what
2: was he playing? So he was playing Salamanders. Okay. Yeah, took a couple Rhinosaur regiments, right. a Clan Lord on Fire drake with a mandatory Brew of Sharpness, Yep. Um, what are they? Tyrants as well. Those big, scary yep. 30 attack Standard things. Dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had three Lakilodons. Okay. Uh, a few individual characters. So, yeah, it was a nicely, nice balanced list. I thought it was a, a good list.
0: Would did he kill all those units that you were trying to claim with unit strength on the last turn? Did he kill them with shooting or did he actually get in there with the unit and then... Get back over his side.
2: No, he, he'd charged them. So he'd, mm. I think it was some ancients against the wraiths, which didn't end up killing it. Oh, some ceremonial guard or something mm-hmm. like that. They, they only Spears. have 12 attacks Spears. with what crush one. So they weren't a guarantee, mm-hmm. but they ended up getting it. I think it was actually a pretty decent nerve roll to to get them so i was maybe a little unlucky and he shot off the zombie trolls they were they were pretty wounded anyway mm. he had our tackle yep they spent the first three turns using that monster hunter rule to great advantage and sniped out my gorblight pretty pretty <laughs> easily um so that was a shame for the gorblight but
0: did the gorblight do st- right outside of that like because you never see them yeah th- i figure you never see them in part because the model is so goofy but
2: it's it's a great model it's just <laughs> about three times too small <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well I, I guess i like the model but yeah it is it is a bit small
1: so our tackle's hitting uh monsters or yeah gore blight ranged three and it gets piercing two because of that monster hunter so it's doing some consistent damage yeah I think. and yeah. obviously that's what it did by the sounds of it
2: yeah yep the first game the gore blight was really good got in and would consistently cloak of death, you know, four or five units mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, did that's a lot of work. That's what you
0: wanted to do, right? In those grinds where you just yep. keep cloak of deathing everybody.
2: It was the dream situation for the Gorblight. Mm. And then actually the next two games got shot off. So it copped all the fire from the Magus conclaves in game mm-hmm. two and then Artuckle and some Lakelodons mm-hmm. in game three. I would have thought it'd be in. pretty
0: resilient to that. It has regen, doesn't it? I can't can't quite remember.
2: I don't
1: yeah it's like a giant Um, I don't think it has regen it's got that life leech ah it doesn't have regen
2: okay (laughs) yeah and for those of you playing at home zombie trolls also do not have regen every uh every one of my opponents asked hey are you gonna regen those zombie trolls and I was (laughs) no I I would love
1: to Them trolls is dead. Once yep. they
0: die, I mean, they lose the ability to regen.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does seem as though they should have it, right? But <laughs> no. Don't. I mean, that's what the life leech. I mean, if it was, if they would regen, then would they be undead? Don't
0: know. Maybe not.
2: Yeah. I think I'd prefer the, the regen over the life leech if we're looking at a purely competitive standpoint, though. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> regen's um, bent.
0: We all know this, especially since five plus seems to become three plus with regen, right when it needs to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not mine. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So he cleaned you
2: up in your last game. Yeah, in the last turn, it, ca- it came down to that. And it was backwards and forwards the whole, though, yeah. the whole game. Yeah, he really crushed one flank, completely refused another flank. So I had a lot more strength in the middle and mm-hmm. I won the middle. But then that flank that he'd crushed with his uh, clan lord on fire, Drake, and some tyrants and that sort of stuff, it was able to get back into the middle, sort of just in time as it turns out, to. to get off the units that had made it over the other side of the board, and his couple of units that made it onto my side of the board were were just enough to win him the game. Mm. So I ended up going, yeah, I think I said went down 15-6, so I wasn't... Very close. Yeah, and I wasn't upset with the... With the record at all of, you know, one win and a couple of losses. Because it was actually really enjoyable to to play a different list. Even though it was the same army. I just love the new puzzles of what the zombie trolls could get done. And I've got a pretty good feel for what my whites and soul reavers are going to kill. Spoiler alert, Mm. a lot of things. Um, (laughs) whereas, Whereas for them it was very much uh having to engineer multi charges, and will it be enough if the gore blight comes in and chips a couple of wounds and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was very enjoyable
0: bit more down to the dice and a bit more uh probably just also you you being less familiar right so it's less of an exercise of just connect the dots as you normally would or follow a similar battle plan to usual just have to play yeah. it a little differently which is
2: fun yeah definitely
1: mm. So, you think you'll keep mixing it up?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I really like the potential of the vampire on Pegasus in in particular, yep. Oh yeah. but I don't think I played him very well, so... He
0: doesn't have Duelist, right? He loses Duelist, is that right?
2: Yeah, I don't think he has Duelist. No, he doesn't have Duelist. Yeah,
0: only the one on foot does, mm. which is mm. interesting. And you can, Or you could mount him on a horse, or give him the wings of the honey maze, yeah. So, that's often yep. the... Uh, trade-off there i think i say often like i don't think people take vampires that much these days just because <laughs> morgoth and liches and stuff are so good for the most yeah. part but um yeah or, or if you do you maybe you take the dragon one i'm not sure but yeah the trade-off of like the guy on foot with the wings is easier to kill but then he's got duelists and that just feels potent so it's, it's an interesting one
2: Yep. I, I put lot of the Old King on the Vampire with, on Peg, oh, yeah. so that if I did get a nice flank or rear, I pop that and just really make sure of... It's camera it oh, That's
0: juicy, yeah. yeah. What's that? Elite and Vicious for the round, right? But then
2: for the round, it. Yeah. but... But then you take damage. Yeah, <laughs> every one you re-roll, you take a damage. So I did that... I got a rear charge in my second oh, game couldn't and resist so popping I, it. I could not resist the The eyes lit up and I was like I'm doing this I'm going I'm going for broke and yeah he, I think he ended up copping eight wounds as a result oh, of my right oh <laughs>
0: that's insane yeah, yeah um, that's definitely and he died
2: the next turn as a result so oh, really? oops, uh,
0: <laughs> still seems like a good item but pre- maybe you just don't use it on a rear charge
2: <laughs> I assume you can choose not to re-roll as well so if you've already done a heap of wounds maybe you don't use the vicious for all of the ones or i don't know but
0: i don't know if you get to choose do you you probably don't i don't know it could be wrong yeah, that's an interesting probably question not. it'd be cool if you did get to choose but it's interesting still that you, you sort of you get the choice of whether to pop it or not at least which is yeah it's an interesting little choice I don't blame you for using it. I probably would have too. I mean, you don't get those opportunities very
2: often. Mm. I I had to. He he
0: does have the Life Leech too, so in theory you should be able to get some of them back some of the
2: time. That's true. I had two wounds, took another eight and went up to ten and then back down to eight. But yeah, I think I got a couple of Cavern Dwellers then charged him in the front and he got gobbled up in (laughs) his (laughs) face so rip vampire but yeah like a fun unit to play as well can Mm -hmm. fly around and with lightning bolt he's always he's very annoying Mm -hmm. yeah plink a damage or two onto things and always threatening in that third game charlie actually mentioned that the vampire and pegasus almost held up that that really fast crushing flank that he had i had my vampire on pegasus there and it was just flying around out of charge arcs and doing a one or two damage on the turns that it didn't fly, you know, t- 20. It didn't go out the double. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it would just position itself so that you couldn't move some of those big hammer units into the position that he wanted to mm. without exposing them to a flank or a rear. And
0: Scud loves that trick as well, yeah. It's easier with a vampire and pegasus because you've got such a smaller base there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The bane of nasty sort of large cavalry unit kind of hammer unit flanks is is the, uh, is the deadly flyer it's just outpaces them a little bit Mm. yeah really Mm. get them under control that way even though usually you can't afford to go in because then you'll get eaten up as well but yeah yeah in the front that is yeah
1: all right so do you know if another event has been posted or are we just going to wait a few weeks until the next one is announced for that same area for for, um i'm assuming it's going to be games portal again
2: i don't think mike's posted the next one yet there was mention that Someone else might be interested in running one so that Mike can come along and okay. walk the talk. I'm sure he'll smash everyone. Cause <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be, it'd be good if, if someone else did so that he can get a game in. So, mm. I, But I think May is when they're proposing. They just don't have a date for it. Yep. Cool. Yeah, AG also mentioned Convic on the 19th and 20th of June. Okay, I
0: awesome. awesome. So Convic's ha- hopefully happening this year. That'd be great. Yeah, it's sounding locked in. Yeah, notwithstanding not sure. any other godforsaken outbreaks, of course. But the, oh, Touch wood. I'd love to do a narrative event, maybe in the last quarter of the year or something. Benson, we should think about mm. running one. Even if it's in um, Games Portal, sounds like a pretty easy spot. But if, mm-hmm. if it was a smaller one and if it got a lot a good reception, then we could do it again at a larger place. But yeah, I'd love to do a narrative event. I feel like uh, we're missing one of those in yeah. the calendar.
1: Yep, love that as well. There's also coming up pretty soon is BrizCon. So that's April 17th and 18th. So that's five 2,300-point games. So that's over the two days. So Celic has already put up a bunch of information... On the Drink Misfire Facebook page, but I'll also just put the links in the notes for this episode as well. So check that out if you're in the area, or if you like travelling out to Queensland, if you're allowed to. Awesome. Mm. Good to see the
0: Queenslanders getting on the on the bandwagon as well.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I think that's trying to get things rolling again. Yeah, that's awesome. Good on him. Do we have anything else that we want to say before we wrap up? I think that's about it, man. All right, so we'll leave it there. And thanks again for being a bit patient. I know it's been a while since our last episode, but the next one will probably be the Army Review.
0: Okay, sounds good, man. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to record that Army Review shortly as soon as Selick's back from his uh, dreamy honeymoon. With his brand new wife, yes. and he'll be—he'll be—he's already hankering for some Kings of War just quietly. I know she won't listen mm. to this, so it's a safe company.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And thanks for joining us again, Andrew. It's been just over a year since it was—was was it last year's um, CanCon?
2: Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for having me again. Yeah, always a pleasure. It's Good. time bro? We'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a year's time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, and we'll catch you soon. Peace.
0: Thank you for tuning in with my team Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter Yes indeed, more than a game It's a lifestyle, yes sir Hope you realise that the math hammer doesn't work (laughs) We give the people what they desire Australian War Gaming podcast, direct misfire You don't want to miss a thing Yeah, we got plenty more If you're ready, let's go Stay tuned, that's for sure
1: We, We really do just talk crap